All right, Jag Tana of I Mother Earth, the guitar, the amazing guitar player of I Mother Earth, is joining us on the line right now. Jag, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. Crazy, uh, crazy couple of days, but I'm good. <laughs> you got to be pretty excited. I mean, a new song is out. It's called "The Devil's Engine." I love that, go. by the way. <laughs> and uh, a new song, the first song in like three, four years, right? Oh, don't remind me. Three, yeah, three. Okay, I, I think the first question that any I'm Mother Earth fan is going to ask is that uh, why did it take so long to come mm-hmm. up with one song? Well, it doesn't. We, we, have, we have like a, a million songs lying around. It's just a matter of finding the time to get it done. We, we all have pretty busy lives outside of music. But uh, it, I think last year, um, it was just a real crazy year for everybody personally. Yeah. And we said, well, it's not a good headspace to really do music in. So like, we have no pressure, no outside pressure from anybody anymore. So we kind of call our own shots and just go, okay, now's the time. Because we, we're all in a really good place mentally. And it wasn't from each other. It was just more from uh, just life getting in the way of things, you know. I, I did a lot of traveling to Spain and stuff like that. And I was kind of all over the place. And uh, I don't know. And Brian was moving around the country and stuff. So, you know, at some point you got to stop, focus on music and just have fun and do it. It's interesting. I think that's almost the new reality that some of the, I think what it is, is the perspective and the way things have changed for some of the fans. They don't realize that, you know, when a band's been around for a little while, that mm-hmm. they, they take on other interests. And, you know, yeah. the, the core band is uh, only one of many different interests that each band has. Like, yeah. And, and I Mother Earth is currently in the focus right now. So tell, mm-hmm. tell us about this new song, The Devil's Engine, and how you came up with this. Well, it, 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 it fly. I think it, it happened exactly as any other song happens. It's just you get together, start playing, and you either like what you're doing or you don't. And uh, uh, we went through a little change where we switched. Uh, I switched where I was living, and, and now I have a studio, uh, like a better recording area, basically, in my house. And me and my, bro- my brother kind of get together all the time. It's sort of like, like old times, right? Just get together, start bashing stuff out, and have some fun during the day. And then he goes home. That's it. And this song came about kind of really fast, and I was like, I like it. I don't know what to do with it, because it started off as this sort of hairy-knuckled riff that starts the whole song. And I was just kind of plodding through it. We, you know, at one point wanted, I don't know, we didn't know which direction to go. So we just, I said, well, I got a bunch of other parts. Let's just start tracking it. And we just jumped right into recording it. And then uh, it turned into an I'm Other song somewhere along the way. So, so these are the type of <laughs> these are the type of songs that are kind of hammered out through jam sessions, right? As opposed to bringing bits and pieces of songs in, or nobody steps in. Here, here's the sketch of a song, and let's let's flush it out. No, uh, the way we always do it is is um, it, everything comes from jamming, but at the same time, I'm constantly collecting sort of parts in my mind, right? And then at some point, I go here. I put all the parts in an order that you can get from beginning to end, and then from there, you start to, to either like the song. Or like, kind of like what you're doing, or just throw in the garbage and move on to another riff. There's always another riff. Every five minutes, there's a new riff flying out. So you just have to see if it happens naturally. And if a song starts to come together naturally without a fight, you know to continue. You know, and this this is no different. We it's always we always write the exact same way. So so uh, how long did you work on this song before you brought Brian and the rest of the guys into the band to sort of finish things off? Well, not the um. Let's see. Uh, it was spread out because it took off. I went to Spain for a while. I was over there, and I should have been done the song. And I promised everybody it would be done last October. And I had everything almost done. But then I sort of skipped town. I had some other stuff to do. And then 
when I got back, I had some new thoughts about the song, so I started kind of reconfiguring it. But um, we can only do the song. I had to when Brian was in for rehearsals for a show. I, I can't remember what show right now. Um, and we only had a day. We had no lyrics yet. So I told Chris, I said, "Okay, you have the melody. Here's, you know, what do you got?" He shows up. We we cut the everything was being done in like by hours as opposed to days. So we just did that. I I play bass on it. I that's it because I'm here and I do it <laughs> and we're finished. You know. Yep. Um, For better or worse, actually, you know, I, I wish in a, in a lot of moments that we could have some some do overs, but uh, that's just not how it's not. We can't do it when all of a sudden Brian's like, "Okay, I'm going home now," and then I'm. I wish we had a different line here, there, and there. So we we, we got a chance to do some fixes, but that's about it. We're talking with Jag Tanner, the guitar player of I Mother Earth. I think every I Mother Earth fan who grew up listening to those scintillating records. Mm-hmm. Where they're they're busy music records. Uh, mm-hmm. Wonder if we'll ever see a, a longer form of I Mother Earth in terms of something recorded. Will there ever be an album? Well, even though this this song it wasn't necessarily three years in the making, it was three years in the delivering. Yeah, this is like the second second we say the second song on the new record. <laughs> so maybe by after a year, you'll have a collection of twelve songs. Put them together in your own playlist. That's that's the new album. That's the new reality. I think. Is that I mean, a promise? A lot of albums are a waste of time. You know. Are, okay, you said twelve songs. Is that like a, a promise of something that we're going to see before the end of the year? Or are we going to have to wait? Uh, you know, two decades to get all twelve songs. No, the best thing about being us is that we don't have to promise anything to anybody except that whatever we do, we'll just try and keep our standard high and work really hard for people and. This one went really well. We already have a whole bunch of songs sort of kind of like half-assed recorded and half-assed done. And, you know, my brother's like, I'm coming up tomorrow. I want to I jam these songs, uh, the new ones out. So it all comes down to they just happen when they happen. This is going really great, and we want to play so much. It's, and us releasing a song and, and guys like you supporting it and things like that gets us to your city. And this is why we always tell our fans, if you want us in your city, Work with the stations, you know, let them know that we're, we're wanted in the city and we will be there. It's the only way we can do business, you know, and uh, uh, because we don't have anybody placing us in, the, in these things. We have to create these things ourselves now. And uh, it's really exciting. And I don't know, um, forget the album. We just go song by song. We'll just keep giving people stuff, you know. In many ways, you're starting all over again. I mean, certainly there's the there's the heritage and the recognition and your legacy sure. as well, too. But from a business point of view, you are, as you said in your blog, truly independent. And yeah. and that's exciting and challenging at the same time, I, I, I suppose. Yeah, it, it's it's only frustrating and challenging in that you you then realize that you had a pretty sheltered existence before in, mm. in, in the uh, in one sense how you used to run your career. And then now you look at it and you go, okay, we do everything ourselves. You realize how much work goes in it and how many people are needed. And I don't know, to us it's really exciting and it's more rewarding because of the a different kind of effort that goes into it. It's not just making music and playing and everything else will work out. No, we have to, we have to every day be focused on what is four months from now. Like, how can we get to a city? How can we create events? How can we do all these different things? And the idea of being truly independent is really feeling awesome and and there's a need for it and if we we can sort of open up some doors and ideas for other bands and other musicians to say hey i can do it too and this is really really exciting for us and and i think that we'll be announcing something probably next week to to sort of help along help people along help other musicians along doing what we're doing 
Oh, now you see. Now, now you're teasing me. You got me going here. I got to wait till next week to hear anything special. <laughs> Everything with us. Hey, oh my God, it's what we got. It's independent marketing, eh? I'm well, so clever. Aren't he, I? Here's the <laughs> here. Here's what was great is that this new song, "The Devil's Engine," really just kind of fell out of the sky. It was like we didn't know this was coming. No, and, and, and maybe that's the great thing about being an independent artist is that mm-hmm. uh, it, you can surprise people. You can put it out on your timeline, on you know, based on you know when you guys are ready to not only release the song but do the other things that make fans yeah. happy, which is perform live and, and and release other things. Maybe you know. So, well, you know, what's really funny when we did the reunion shows, yeah. we got the love wasn't finished yet. We we were just about to. Um, have it finished. I was getting it mastered. We were actually rehearsing on stage at the Sound Academy while it was being mastered. And, and uh, uh, our mastering engineer, he sort of would send it to me. I'm listening on the phone going, change this and change that. Yep. And basically, we went backstage after rehearsal and started sending it to radio stations and said, play it. You could never do that in our, our previous configuration, like our business configuration. We were always... Uh, on everybody else's opinions and timelines, right? And, and that's a system, it just doesn't work with us. We're like, okay, we're ready, let's go. Instead, it's, well, your record's done, now we need 16 weeks for it to come out. And yeah. you're sitting there, I don't know what you're doing, you're just getting in trouble in your city doing nothing, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> for us, it's like, and, and nowadays, everything moves fast. If anybody hears the song, it's already everywhere. So we, you can't hide it. So the quicker that it gets out of my computer and into people's hands, the better, or else it's going to end up somewhere where it, it has no benefit to us. And that's not a financial benefit, but that getting that belief going from radio stations and from promoters and uh, and festivals saying, we want this band, like, we need all the ammunition we can get. So we have to use every single song like as our weapon to get into these uh areas you know all right so it's a secret everything we do is a secret and then we just let it all fall out all right so you are going to make an announcement another week for now let's help out the mother earth fans can you give us at least a date that we can kind no. of no hey, that's not that's not my style i go uh, there's no date i, I say you. later I, I get in trouble all the time for saying later or soon or whatever you know like i don't know maybe i got something to do next week but at the same time <laughs> we're focused on the release of the song okay but it's not, it's not a huge announcement. It's just one of these things where we have some ideas on the business side that I, I think will, I don't know, we want to help other bands and do things. So, I mean, maybe we can create something all together. Got it. When we look at our online community and say, look it, maybe there's a new system we can put into place that will benefit us all. Like, you know that just doesn't exist for people now outside I, of YouTube. Uh, I think you know? I, I think I can figure out exactly where you're going with this. Can you at the very least just say that we will be seeing I'm Mother Earth on stage at some point in the near future? Is that good oh. enough? Oh yeah, you you got it. That we're so focused on live right now, you have no idea. Oh, and, and we're just trying to make it happen and and like I said, you guys playing the song helps us down there in that area to get us there. We always have great shows down there. So uh, if, you know, I'm hoping you're getting a great response from the song. It means a lot to us. Our fans are awesome. And uh, I know they're supporting the way you guys support bands. You know, it, it's fantastic. Okay, uh, I want to play this new song. It's called... Uh, nah, forget it, eh? <laughs> let's play this new song now, and I want you to sort of tell me uh, what The Devil's Engine is all about. We talked about how long it took to create it, but tell me about the song itself. In your blog, you mentioned that this song is a little different 
from other things you might have heard of. And I kind of thought about that, and I said, geez, you know, I Mother Earth have definitely demonstrated, they, you know, some aggressive music in the past, and this is definitely in keeping with that. But from your point of view, tell me how this is different and what the song is all about, The Devil's Engine. Well, it's it's a bit of a throwback. Like, as we did it, we, me and my brother just like, let's just play some riffs we have fun with. Because a lot of times we'll get into the tricky crap, and it it sort of takes away from even jumping around on stage, you know. And sometimes when we play something from, say, Dig or something like that, we don't even have to think about it. They're just big, dumb riffs, and we all lock in together, and we can sound heavy together. So I said, well, I want a riff like this. And I would just sort of play it, and the Devil's Engine came out, like the front the front verses. And... uh we just started doing it. So give me a, a crazy beat and it worked. Some, you know, like, and we, we don't have ever have any intention when we're writing the song, like we need to sound like this or do this. It's whatever happens on that day. You just hope somehow uh, the idea is strong enough to stick with us for a whole bunch of rehearsals. And we don't throw in the garbage. And, and then you end up with, well, exactly that you, you go, well, we have verses, pre-chorus, chorus. And then you start working on all the little details that make it really us. You know, and a lot of those just happen naturally because we, we can only sound so heavy because we're not a real heavy band. And it's like, it, it's just the way we play. It, you know, it's like, I know, I, I can't do a riff that sounds like Pantera. It just doesn't work. My hands don't work that way. And I don't know. It just comes out exactly as it comes out with no, no real thought behind it. And what I is, wish I had a better answer. No, <laughs> that's, no, that's good. And what is the devil's engine? Uh, the Devil's Engine, when you get into it, uh, not that you can understand the words on the song, but uh, <laughs> at some point we're going to put the lyrics out so people have it, you know. But it, it's it's basically about um, like a bare-knuckle brawler, an old bare-knuckle brawler from the 1800s. And uh, he's just basically, he's finished. He's starting to realize what his life was all about. And he's just, he's an Ontario boy, and he's just staying, he's just going home. That's all there is to it. 